afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. And coming at you live from Radio Free Corona, this is Tracy Newport for Thunderdome Metal Reviews. And with me, as always, is Mr. Ben Lindsay. How are you doing today, Ben? And I'm doing great. We are day, a couple weeks into this whole corona thing and quarantine and social distancing. And so we're uh, coming at you with some more metal goodness to help you pass the time and give you something new to listen to yeah um as we record it we're a couple of weeks in as this comes out maybe we'll be, weeks in. We'll be out because it. it's tomorrow <laughs> like, i mean it comes out oh the day that's after. right this one comes out tomorrow <laughs> so, so we will be a couple of weeks yeah yeah so it'll probably still be going on tomorrow <laughs> yeah well something drastically changes uh but this is dark fortress we're doing this week dark fortress specters of the old world from the old world this is my pick for February, and I think it's a little different than what we've typically listened to on here. I think this is the first real modern black metal album I think we've listened to. The closest, I think, might be 1914. There's a little mix of elements in it from 1914 that you can kind of mix and mash on here. But for the most part, I think this is the only one that we've touched in this metal genre. I would say that some of the ocean stuff that we did back in January also kind of touches on it, but this is more extreme than that by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'll agree with you. And of course, like I said, in the ocean's one that a lot of that reminded me more of the in flames and some of the earlier stuff and some melodic death metal aspects to it. Mm-hmm. And I, you can see those parts rolling up in this album. Uh, if you want to go and get the introduction for them, and I, we can get into discussing. I don't want to give away the whole barn yet. Yeah, man. Uh, so this came out on February 28th of 2020 on Century Media Records. It has a runtime of 58 minutes and nine seconds. I'm probably going to fuck up the names in the lineup, but so I'll apologize um, ahead of times. But it's Asvagar on guitars, Sephora or Seraf on drums. V. Centura on guitars, Maureen on vocals, and Phoenix on keyboards. Oh, that that wonderful black metal thing of giving fake names instead of actual names for the band. Yeah, I actually had forgotten that they did that, so I don't think that was as bad as it would have been otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a um, German band. Yeah. Out of Germany doing their whole... They're definitely within the roots of black of black metal and some of that stuff out of the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely fans of that, and they've been around for a while. I think this is my first time ever hearing them, though. It was mine. This is their eighth studio album. They've been around since at least two thousand and one, or at least that's when their first album came out. Yeah, so they got some they got some traction. I mean, at least a bit of an underground swell for them to do eight albums and me never hear of them. But it's also probably within that. Black metal seems to kind of be a silo in itself of metal music. Like you're either in it or out of it. There's not a lot of standing on that threshold. Yeah, that is true. Although there are elements, and I guess we'll get into this. Um, I know this is your pick, but I'll go ahead and go first. There are a lot of elements of thrash, especially in the guitar work in this. So it's not straight up standard black metal. And I like that. I like that incorporation of, of elements into it. I also 
this is an album that has two musical interludes. It has an intro, and then also the tenth track, Penrose Process, is also an interlude. And unlike a lot of the albums lately, where that have had like a, a short little musical interlude before the album actually begins, or an intro, I guess I should say, which I hated and didn't like, these work really, really well. This is a, a black metal band that believes in building tension and atmosphere, and they use their musical interludes and even some of the acoustic breaks at some of the ends of these songs to build that. And I liked that. I really liked that what the different elements that they're pulling together and using on this album. Yeah, I'll, I agree with you on that one. And I feel like the intro, Renaissance, and the Penrose Proce- Procession both do a good job of really setting the atmosphere and leading into the next song. And they both build that atmosphere in which I feel like halfway through the album, you do get like a kind of shift in tonality. Cause I think right around Issa, you up until Issa, you have a pretty straightforward black metal album where it's a lot of dissonance, blast beats and just kind of straightforward. And then once Hitsa comes in, they kick into a more melodic sound with a little more harmony and they bring in, do some clean singing along with it, which the first listen through for me kind of threw me like, oh, that's a nice little curveball. Did not expect it coming because they kind of let you sit in your laurels and <clears throat> kind of get used to what's going on. Then they hit you with the clean singing and a little bit later on and they don't overwhelm you with it. And just like, here's a song fully clean singing. And it seems like everyone they do do that. And it builds up gradually as the album goes on further as and you get that added into it, which I think adds a nice contrast to the rest of the album i wish that they had done more clean singing but i agree with you yeah like their their clean singing parts are i really enjoyed and they they were a nice tape a nice contrast a nice little like sweetener like you know kind of like salty sweets just a, it's a little bit abstract but you're like okay this this is good i like it and enjoy it and i like when black metal bands do that and i love that they didn't fall into the black metal trope of trying to sound nitty-gritty like it was recorded in a trash can like on a direct tape here you go kind of sound to it because a lot of black metal bands fall into that trope and try to record that way and these guys have a bit more production value in theirs which i think helps out bring about some more of the nuance that you see in their in their songwriting and style actually i thought it was produced very well um you know definitely no complaints there and i think it is because this it this is atmospheric death metal yeah atmospheric black metal metal, excuse me yeah yeah um and you have to have good production to build that atmosphere it can't sound like it's playing out of a coffee can in your bathroom so this is really in that sweet spot i'm actually very glad that you picked this because this is a band i hadn't heard of um but i really did like this quite a bit and i do want to go back and listen to some of their other stuff yeah this one was a a surprise for me just came across it in my build up for february and i was like ooh. and i picked this one i think as i said last time on our last episode is uh i wasn't going to get a chance to go back to it and i wanted to hear it again a second time and the clean singing parts is really kind of what I guess you can say the earworm that drove it in. And then I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think 
I'm going to go ahead and just say, I think Paliaki, even though there's not a lot of Queen's thing, I love the aspect in it that they put in these, uh, like, warrior chants into it. They kind of, it reminds me of the, it's a haka, right, in New Zealand? Yeah. It reminds me kind of a bit like an aspect of that, which I really enjoy, and you kind of get this battle. Like, you know, you get, like, what that sound, like their chants in Paliaki really kind of drives home some of the sound and tonality for that song especially. And it's just, I mean, I was looking forward to listening to this again, and I'm glad I did choose this one as well because it does, they do a good job of tying everything together with a nice bow. And as you said, with the atmospheric qualities of the black metal, like, you need to have the production values. And I think that's this elitist trope that gets played into the black metal community too much and that they're wanting to do with the that oh it must sound like this when actually i think the production values and are more important because black metal is also one of those things that the standouts in black metal relies more on how well they navigate the nuance as opposed to just a pure overall arc everything because it is kind of a very mm, cookie cutter so it's a very formulaic kind of style of writing and the songs and music and so you have to have the nuance to be able to kind of navigate it and move around to kind of make yourself stand out and i think these guys do a great job at that yeah i think it's interesting too Paliaki is actually a real place there's a national park in chile named that so it makes me wonder if like this band on their tour had been there or how they came up with the, the name maybe it was just as simple as a google search who knows but uh, just things that make you go hmm yeah i think it's gonna make them hmm it's better than things that make you go <laughs> <laughs> right so let, let's go ahead and transition to songs okay um what'd you like what'd you dislike uh i feel like the for me the back half of the album was more, I can just say star-studded. Like, up to Paliaki, I feel like they're all good songs. They're fairly good, but there's nothing, you know, fantastic standout on them. Spectres from the Old World has a nice little touch to it that sticks out of those. And then you have Paliaki, which I feel like is a, almost a kick and a shifting gear for the band. And the rest of the songs that fall behind it seem to just kind of, they're all stand out and, like, Pazuzu, Isa, Pulling at the Threads, and Deepest Time, Swan Song, Naxare, and even the interlude. Like, they all build upon each other. They all really do a good job of standing on their own and being these good songs with it. Like, I don't... I don't think there's a bad song on this album. And it... And I think, like, the first half is good. The second half is great. Hmm. I think I've feel it's a little bit more uneven than you do because I, I don't like Nox Iria. Um, that is my least favorite song on the album. Um, in the first half, The Spider and the Web, I love. Spectres of the Old World is really good, pretty good. Paliaki's okay. I wanted to like Pazuzu more than I actually do because I like the lyrics of that song a lot, but I really wish that he had done something a slightly different vocally than what he did. Um, I really think if he'd done a little bit of his clean singing on that one, that it would have really um, enhanced it for me. Issa, I liked in Deepest Time. Swan Song is great. I mean, 
it's it could honestly be the best song on the album and it's the second longest song um so yeah there a few really good songs a bunch of okay songs and when I guess it's still okay, but I would say not so borderline okay. <laughs> bad. Yeah, borderline bad. I don't know that. I, it it was not so bad as that it took me out of the album. It was just my least favorite song on the album. Yeah, uh, and I think I think you know we talked about it going back to when we did uh, Arch Enemy, <clears throat> and this is one thing I was kind of afraid of doing this album when I first picked it is we might fall in that groove where there wasn't enough to differentiate the songs between each other because. It's, it's black metal. It's kind of formulaic. There's very specific things that must happen for it to be considered black metal, and then you could free reign inside that. And I was afraid before I went back and listened to it that we might fall into that same trapping of where you have one or two songs that really stand out, and the rest kind of just, if you were to put them together, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference of them. And I feel like they avoid that trump that problem with this album. Yes, this I didn't think that this was a formulaic black metal album at all. So, I completely agree. Um, there wasn't nothing I really disliked on it. As I said, on song-wise, um, is there any things you didn't like that they did outside of a couple of songs or any of their style or play that you found yourself wanting on? Um, again, I really wish that he, he had such a, I liked the use of clean singing, so I wish that they had done that more. Um, maybe that wouldn't have been as death metal as they wanted it to be, I guess, but I really did enjoy that. So that would be my thing, I guess. The only thing I would say is that instead of relying so much on the fry vocals, the, the guttural, almost typical black metal stuff that they had experimented more with clean vocals. Yeah, and that's probably the only thing I found wanting more in this album is a little more clean singing and a little more of that just to give it a, a bit more contrast to it. Yeah, or even like in Spider in the Web, it's not... I guess it is clean, kind of, but when he does like the the kind of whisper thing where I am the spider in the web and all that stuff, that was so cool. I kind of, I mean, I guess you can't do that on every song or it's not going to be cool, but I wish that they had done more experimental stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it goes into the point of trying to, you know, I don't say pulling out the back of tricks, but they're pulling out enough to differentiate themselves and kind of give us some creativity and some jazz, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Good shit all the way around, honestly, though. Yeah. So, um, I guess let's get to grades. Um, where would you rank this? I'm going to give it a B plus because I really like it. And the songs, you know, I said there's a couple of uh, good to great songs on it. There's nothing objectively bad on it. I don't know that it's an all-time album for me, but it's pretty close. I, I will definitely go back and listen to this again and again, but I just don't know that if it's it's in that that upper tier. And maybe it's just a little bit of hesitation because I don't consider myself the biggest black metal fan in the world, so that might be part of it. Uh, but that it that injection of thrash to freshen things up, I really really enjoyed. So 
and it's possible that in a few years that grade would go up with more listens, but based on what I have listened to it so far, it's at least a B plus. Okay, yeah. Um, I agree with you on needing more listens to kind of really nail this down where it goes. <clears throat> I will say that it's definitely, if I was the list album so far that I've listened to this year, it's a definitely in consideration of top albums of the year kind of conversation. I think it just by what I've heard and then kind of looking what else I've compared it to, it will probably be in this year's, you know, it'll be in some list at the end of the year for some people. I don't know if exactly would be in mine, but I think it will be there for people. So I'm going to go and give this an A minus. And I'm sure this thing will probably grow on me as time continues. But at the moment, it's still really good. I'm going to keep coming back to it, but I don't want to quit. I don't yet want to mark on it and go, this thing could be a mark, but this thing is going to be with me forever, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Granted, we're only in March, and I haven't listened to as many new metal albums this year as you have, but I would say that if I were three months in, sitting down to write my top 20, this would definitely be in the top 10. Hell, it might even be in the top five. So, yeah. there's still a lot of year to go. But. Oh, yeah, there is, and normally you find some shit right there at the end of the year, like, oh, fuck, how did I miss this, and... That's probably what's going to happen for some stuff. But we'll see how yeah. it goes. Yeah, we'll see when good. we do our end of the year yeah. podcast. So. And good thing everything's subjective. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you want to tell them what we're doing next week or, or our next episode? Oh, sweet. Yes, we're doing Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine. And we may even have a special guest with us on that. Got to bring the anger with us. Yeah. Another trip back to high school for me with this album. Yep. Well, y'all stay safe out there and uh, keep your social distancing. And if you're looking for a good laugh, there's a uh, spoof on the Kama Sutra called the Corona Sutra on safe ways to have sex during this during this time period. <laughs> yeah, it's... and I always put in a bleak black metal album like this one to uh, make you feel like you're living in the end times. And... There you go. It's good shit. But yeah, thanks for listening to Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Ah. <laughs>